Welcome to Ultra Pro Wrestling. Hello and welcome to the Untitled Wrestling Podcast. My name is Troy and I am joined by the ever-delightful Jay Luft. And today we have a very special guest, uh, but not the usual type of guest that you may have come to expect on the podcast, uh, from Hyperfocus Games. This is Sam Vallely. How are you doing, mate? Hey, I'm doing good. Good man. Thank you for, for joining us. Um, so tell us a little bit about yourself, about Hyperfocus Games and, and, and you know why we've got you on here. What is it you're doing? Uh, yeah, so I'm a game developer for Hyperfocus Games. Uh, we are developing a new wrestling game called Ultra Pro Wrestling. Um, yeah, I don't know. Where, where do we go from there? <laughs> <laughs> um, so how did Hyperfocus Games come about? Before we kind of get into the, the meat of things, um, give us a, a little bit of an overview on, on Hyperfocus Games. Sure. Well, I'm, I'm an independent game developer. I've been developing video games for... I've got close to 10 years, maybe more than 10 years. Um, started off just developing a little 2D games for iPhone and things like that. Um, eventually got to the point where, and I'd never done a 3D game, but I ended up communicating with this company, a uh, Scottish company. Um, I won't say their name just in case uh, I get in trouble for that, but <laughs> um, there's a Scottish wrestling company, which most people are aware of. Um, I ended up going to develop a game for them. Started off as a 2D game. It evolved into a 3D game and kind of got bigger and bigger and bigger. Uh, things sort of fell apart. I, I ended up taking a couple of years away from the game. So I'd actually, this this Ultra Pro Wrestling had already been developed for a couple of years. Um, the creator wrestler system was quite far along. Uh, all the menu systems were done. Like uh, there was a, start of a career mode um and we started working on animations and moves and started attacking the gameplay uh, everything fell apart and that game got kind of shelved and then i went and did a bunch of other things and eventually i just i don't know i couldn't leave that game alone because um i mean i've, I've i'm a lifelong wrestling fan it, it's my passion it's it's, it's probably I can't think of anything that that, I'll, that I've loved more throughout my life than wrestling. So, um, yeah, eventually I just had to go back to it. And one of the things that I think stopped me from going back to it was the fact that I wouldn't be able to have any licensed characters. It would have to be all completely fictional characters. And that initially made me think, ah, people won't be interested in that, you know. Um, so, yeah, that, I put it off for a while. But I don't know, it just kept eating away at me and... I've got such a love for those N64 games that that's what this the, the gameplay was kind of trying to replicate. So um, eventually I just got to the point, I said, you know what, it doesn't matter if fictional characters, people are probably going to create their own anyway. So as long as the gameplay is good, as long as, it's, as, long as that core engine is a good wrestling engine. Um, and also there's a part of me that's kind of like, I don't care if anyone else likes it. If I like it, I, like I'm almost making the game just for me, so that I, so that I can play it. And uh, but hopefully there's enough people out there that think the way that I do about wrestling games, uh, have a love that I have for those AKI games. And um, yeah, so that's uh, that was a couple of years ago. Now I started going back to it, but again, I couldn't I couldn't go back to it full time. Um, it was just sort of a side project. A lot of the work that had been done had to be und undone. Um, 
And about eight months ago is when I decided that this is this has to be my full-time project. This has to be the, the one thing that I do. I can't do other things. I have to concentrate fully on this. So um, borrowed a little bit of money, got an office, um, managed to get some friends interested in helping out. Uh, we're at the point now where, uh, as you see behind me, we've got this office. It's not very big, but we got it for a good price. And actually now uh, through Patreon and in large part because of M. Dickey, the rent for the office is now being covered um, almost entirely from uh, Patreon. Oh, wow. So that's awesome. Um, that's amazing. Yeah. And so, so yeah, we've just been working the last eight months, just working solid. Me especially, I've been working seven days a week for the last eight months. And for the last four weeks, trying to get ready for this trailer, mm-hmm. I've been working from nine o'clock in the morning till two o'clock in the morning, oh, like just, just about every day. Um, so the, the last the last couple of days, last three or four days, I've, I've been able to relax a bit from that. Mm-hmm. But but yeah, sorry, I know I'm throwing everything at you here. But no, yeah. not at all, man. It's, it's all good to hear. It's, it's nice to hear that, you know, a real passion project and it's really coming to fruition and, you know, these things have their stumbling blocks and their hurdles and this, that and the other, but, you know, you've persevered through it. And, and to your point, it's one of the things where you come away from it and you think, oh, I'll leave it or I'll come back to it at a later date, but it, it keeps eating away. And you know that if that's what's, if that's what it's doing, if it is eating away, then that's, that's something that you really need to attack. That's something that, you know, it, it's something that needs to be finished. So hats off to you, man. Like it, it looks like a great space you've got there. You've got some friends involved and that's, that's another thing similar to how we, we started this podcast. It was kind of a passion of, of several of us to do something like this, but it was just getting the right people on board, carving out the time for it, the space, all of this, that, and the other. So it's incredible to see really, really good. Um, so we'll talk a little bit more about the game and the development of that uh, a little later on, but we'll, we'll jump in some questions. You mentioned you've been a lifelong wrestling fan. Um, how did you get into wrestling? What are your kind of your earliest memories of that? And, and you know, um, you know, I, I actually only started thinking about this recently because um, I was, I was asked that question recently and um, my, my first sort of uh, memory that really stuck out uh, when I was watching wrestling as a kid, as uh, the barbershop scene with Shawn Michaels and Marty Jannetty. Yeah. Um, you know, and I ended up speaking to my, my brother. It was basically, my brother's a couple of years older than me. And so he got into wrestling very early on. Like he must've been like four or five or something. And that wrestling just was his main passion. So me being a couple of years younger than him, I don't really remember ever not being a wrestling fan. Um and I was thinking the other day, my earliest memory, actually, I don't, I don't know, I've just got this vague memory of uh, of Demolition, Axe and Smash coming walk, coming down the aisle and the music playing. And God, I just, I don't know. I don't know what age I would have been, but I was, I must have been tiny. But, uh, <laughs> but no, I just, yeah, my, my brother, I remember one year, uh, this is probably actually what sparked it, one year at Christmas. So my brother, he was the big wrestling fan, but I liked it too. One year at Christmas, he got... A, a box full of loose wrestling toys, all the Hasbro ones. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, looking back now, you go, oh, they were all just crammed in a box. They're obviously like secondhand. We, we didn't know that at the time. We were just, oh, cool wrestling toys. But I didn't get any wrestling stuff. And uh, and I remember, like, I actually remember saying to my mom, I was like, why didn't you get me any? I like wrestling too. <laughs> so I think from there on, I sort of had like a little thing with my brother where, where I was like, no, no, 
you think you're the big wrestling fan. I'm the big wrestling fan. I'm the one who likes it the most. And so, yeah, I kind of... rivalry. I always wanted to, to, to show like my parents that I was the biggest wrestling fan. Mm-hmm. So I, I tried to love it more than he did, you know. But yeah, so he, but he, yeah, he, he had all the, the, the videotapes, all the VHS, all the, the, yeah, I still remember the front cover, the, the WCW uh, videotapes that we had. And, um, so yeah, just, I, I don't really remember a time um, before uh, wrestling, you know, as I said, that Shawn Michaels, Marty Jannetty barber scene shop, that's the thing that like really stuck out, that, that really like imprinted in me. Really I think that, that's when I that's when I realized I was like, oh, this Shawn Michaels guy, I like him. <laughs> Even though he just beat up Ben Martin. <laughs> but yeah, there's just something about him. I, I just thought he was the coolest guy in the world. But yeah. Is it is it a running thing with Scotsmen that they love Shawn Michaels? Because Aaron that we do the podcast with is obsessed with Shawn Michaels. Like yeah, yeah. it's his favorite wrestler of all time. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I don't know. That was he was he was my, my, my guy growing up. Uh, awesome. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Good stuff. So let's chat a little bit about the game. Um, so when did you first come up with the the concept for, for Ultimate Pro Wrestling? I know you mentioned a little <laughs> bit about that uh, earlier, but talk talk to us a little bit more about that if you can. Yeah. So as I said, the game was sitting on the shelf. Um, it was originally developed to be a game for a promotion with actual wrestlers. Uh, I'd love to name drop a few of them, but I can't. <laughs> um, so yeah, there was there was a bunch of guys that were in the game that were all three D modelled, and and you know, it was good progress. Uh, but anyway, that that all kind of fell apart. The game sat on the shelf for a couple of years, and. Then at some point I just decided, no, I'll make fictional characters. So of course then, I, then, then I'm thinking, well, now I need to come up with not just a bunch of fictional characters. I need a, a new name for the game. I need, I need, I need all this new stuff. So the game actually went through a bunch of different um, iterations. Uh, yeah, God, there was uh, I was wrestling heroes at one point. It was, um, it was, uh, the, it was, uh, it was called Death League at one point. Um, yeah, and it was it was basically going to be the same wrestling game, but not really in a wrestling environment. Um, and it was kind of almost going for a sort of Japanese anime sort of look. And I think the idea was was going to be that it could have been a comic book as well. It could have been a manga. It could have been an anime TV show. And so I, I had this whole backstory uh, behind it. But then that eventually got scrapped because I was like, no, I just I just want it to be what. AKI was, you know, and uh, so, and of course, the, so the name actually kind of came about because, well, the, the Japanese version of those games is virtual pro wrestling. So I like the the something pro wrestling as a, as a kind of nod to, you know, virtual pro wrestling. Well, what can I call it that's not virtual pro wrestling? And of course, the, the development name for the Nintendo 64 uh, when that was being developed was the Ultra 64. Mm-hmm. And I thought, well, this game is a callback to the N64 games, so it should be ultra pro wrestling. That just it makes sense. It just ties it ties virtual pro wrestling to the N64 development name. It just brings it all together, and it's just the, the kind of perfect name for it. So yeah, it became ultra pro wrestling, and then yeah, I, I don't know. I just started kind of going from there. Um, I just started theorizing about all the different promotions and and how it would work in the same way that 
you know, there's not some big backstory. It, it, it kind of just works the same way that the AKI game will work. Um, but like, if you go, if you play like uh, WCW versus the World um, or versus NWO uh, World Tour, it's like the uh, I, I love that they had all the different promotions. You know, you had like WCW, and then of course you had NWO, but you also had like the independence and uh, and the deathmatch uh, environment, and just the the idea of like being able to go between these different promotions and I mean you look back now at the N64 and it's like the differences aren't too much they're, they're kind of just color palette changes but mm-hmm. but still it's like I don't know there's just something like that independence uh, arena where you've got the hardwood floor there's just something yeah. about that I don't know yeah, yeah. <laughs> you see that in like a, a- certainly the the 2k games the WWE ones where they, I think, I don't know if it's the last one or the one before, it might have been 2K20 maybe, but they introduced that kind of storyline where you wrestled through the independent circuits and it was a lot of gym halls with the bleachers and the hardwood floors yeah, yeah. and stuff like that. It's yeah. nice, it mixes stuff up, it gives it a different feel. So Yeah, and and I, I don't know about now, obviously, I said, I'm not too familiar with the more recent WWE games, but I remember one of them uh, where they had a sort of independent environment, mm-hmm. but it was still that big arena. Yeah. It was just yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Just there a giant a... gym hall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. <laughs> nice. Um, so you spoke about it being very much a callback to those kind of AKI like N64 era of games. Um, why specifically that? Why not other ones that come to mind are um SmackDown versus Raw, um SmackDown just bring all of those sorts of ones. Why specifically the N64 kind of style? Um, well, I might <laughs> I might annoy some people by saying this, but I hated the SmackDown games when they first okay. came out. And one of the reasons was that um it was actually nothing really to do when I look back on it, it was nothing to do with SmackDown. It was it was just the fact that SmackDown came out in the PlayStation. I already had the N64 and I wanted my friends to play the N64 game. Right. And so when they got SmackDown. I was like, ah, fuck that game. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> like, what are you playing that for? And, yeah, you yeah. know, I'd, I'd overly criticize it and, you know, um, but I, I guess that's what it was. It was like, that. that's, when I think about gaming and I think about wrestling, um, it's probably the multiplayer aspect of it because I'm thinking I, games prior to that, I mean, yeah, I guess you did have multiplayer, you know, on on the SNES and uh, the Mega Drive and all that stuff. Yeah, you, you could play a one-on-one match. But there was just something about those N64 games that just kind of really turned it up. And, you know, the memories I've got of sitting um, in the bedroom with with my brother and with our friends and, you know, with the N64, which is something that the PlayStation didn't have, the four controllers. Mm-hmm. I've got one sat right there. I'm looking at it. I'm like, four yeah. ports. I didn't even have to buy a multi-tap. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, that was the thing with the PlayStation as well. You, you could upgrade it. You had the multi-tap. I mean, my friend had the thing where it was like, you could play like pirate games and all this stuff. And yeah, his PlayStation yeah. just looked like crazy. And I just remember thinking, yeah, and then Nintendo would never do that. <laughs> um, <laughs> But no, so yeah, it was just those memories of sitting uh, in the bedroom where, where all four of us are there. We're playing, you know, we're going going between, you know, a match where we're all against each other, a tag team match, uh, you know, just all the different match types playing against each other, and there was just something just amazing about it. Like, and especially with No Mercy as well, because like I always felt that that game really, it was it was easy enough to pick up and play. Like, if you didn't necessarily 
have to like button bash, you know, but like you, you could kind of work out, okay, well, this button hits, this button grabs. It wasn't overly complicated. Mm-hmm. But if you got really good at the game, I, I felt like it really rewarded the skill, like the timing of, of the reversals and the dodges and everything like that. I felt like that game just... And then if you get two guys that are really good at that game, I mean, you mm-hmm. can have a match that's like an hour long and yeah. every near fall just feels like epic, mm-hmm. you know? Whereas, like, yeah. when I, I just... I, I don't know. I never really saw that with, with my friends playing the early SmackDown games. I never saw like these big epic brawls. It all just felt a bit kind of clunky. And like an example would be, you know, when when you do a move off the top, if you go to do a splash off the top, I'm going to end up getting my figures out to show. But, yeah. <laughs> Go ahead, man. <laughs> no, I don't have anything here. <laughs> but yeah, it's like, it, well, I'll, I'll use my vape pen. So <laughs> if you do a splash off the top and no mercy, if, if you mistime it or miss, if you don't understand this guy's recovery, um, that he's about to get up and you jump and then he starts his recovery, it doesn't matter if you connect with him. That that recovery counts as he's, he's recovered. You, you've missed your chance. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like in SmackDown, you, the guy will be will be getting up. He'll be fully standing, and you'll be doing a leg drop, and you'll still crash into him and send him flying. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. I just that was too chaotic for me. Mm. Like I, I needed I needed more rigid kind of rules. Like you know, so yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah. I always saw the SmackDown games as very kind of just like sometimes I describe them as as being like not wrestling games but like fighting games that happen to take place in a wrestling ring mm-hmm. and i know some people won't like that and i'm sorry but that's just like how, how i saw them you know no, no. i understand that like they fair to them as like simulation anyway don't they not yes. like wrestling games which that's is just... oh, the, the 2k games are yeah uh, yeah I was, I was i was actually just talking about this especially now with the um I, you, you guys have seen the there was a clip it was rvd and and john cena and it mm-hmm. actually takes you from the match into the into the, the, uh, the yeah 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 and so and to be fair like that's fair enough that's that's fine if you want uh, a wwe simulator that's great it's and, it, and it, they do it well it looks awesome um but it's just not what i want from wrestling game you know i like to have the the yeah. control of everything in fact um a, a good example is you know when the rock does the people's elbow um in a lot of games, I noticed that you just basically had to do the combination or whatever it was to do the finisher, and it plays out like this big cutscene, and he does the whole, takes the elbow up, and then he runs off both sides, and you're just sitting there with the controller just waiting on this anime. Yeah, got him. <laughs> yeah, but whereas in No Mercy, of course, the, that button will only get you so far. You push that button, and he takes off the elbow pad, and then he starts running, and then you're back in control. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you have to, if you want to... If you want to run over the top, you have to hold down the run button. Got to see that process through. Yeah, 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 yeah. Come, come back if yeah. you want to land the elbow drop. You have to push it at the right time. Mm. If you mistime it and fuck up, like you'll yeah, you'll yeah, the guy. So I love that. I, I love just the whole. It's down to you. It's your responsibility to to uh, to to play the game to the best of your ability. It's only when you like talking about it now, like retrospectively, you realize just how innovative like stuff like that was at the time. You kind of take it for granted, and you think. Gosh, there's games now that aren't even doing that. Like they're still just reliant on okay, I've pushed that, and and that's the move. I can watch it play out. Whereas yeah. having to do each little intrinsic part is awesome. To to just touch on the point you mentioned a moment ago, Jay, about like the difference between simulation. I've always preferred a more arcade style of game, and for me, a lot of those No Mercy ones and the N sixty four type ones and this that and the other were very arcadey, very easy to pick up and play. And a comparison, me 
not so much now, but I think certainly back in the day was the difference between FIFA and Pro Evo. And FIFA always felt like a simulation. Pro Evo always felt very arcadey, very pick up and play. Like I could feel like I would walk into an arcade and be able to play something more like Pro Evo or ISS as it was back in the day than something like FIFA. So I agree with you. Whilst I enjoyed a lot of the, the SmackDown games and stuff like that, that feel of just pick up and play, like it felt like a real party game, didn't it? Those those older 64 ones. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And and as I said, like when, when I'd sit down with someone who um who'd never played it before they were able to kind of get to grips with it fairly quickly Hmm. but at the same time um if you're a skilled enough player like there's no amount of uh button bashing that that will will save you um i've I've got a good friend actually who's very very into tekken um and he actually he goes off to these competitions and he he does so well. He either always comes first or second oh, in these wow. competitions. He's 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 really good at it and he loves it. And um, I'd never really played Tekken other than maybe the first one. Like you know, I, I played mm. a little bit, back, but I just never really played it. So we're at his house one day. I didn't know what I was doing, and I was just pushing anything, and I beat him. And he was <laughs> he was not happy about it. You know, he was kind of like you could just see his kind of face go like. All right, okay, yeah, and, and I'm, like, I'm like, dude, I don't know what I'm doing, like, I'm just, like, you know, and so, um, but the thing is, that's 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 possible to happen in a lot of games where you mm-hmm. can you don't know what you're doing and you just happen to push the right button at the right yeah, time. Yeah. Whereas, like, when I compare that to those No Mercy games, I just don't think, I mean, I could be wrong, but I just don't think that's possible. I mm-hmm. don't think because of the just all the the the. the the sort of strategy, the, the skill of the timing and all that mm-hmm. stuff. I don't think it's possible for anyone uh, to be up. Uh, also as well, to be fair, Tekken matches are very quick. Mm-hmm. So a match could, could you know, you could lock out a match, but with No Mercy and stuff like that, when the matches are like 20 minutes long, mm-hmm. it's much harder for a lot to kind of come through. Yeah, so yeah, maybe, yeah. That, maybe that's what it is. But yeah. I just always felt like, yeah, if, if, if you give the controller to someone who doesn't know what they're doing, I'll, I'll block and I'll dodge every single attack. <laughs> like, you know, so <laughs> so I, just, I, I just always like that kind of yeah. reward, the, the, the skillful play. Put your friend in touch with Jay. He's a big Tekken fan as well. <laughs> I remember the first and probably only time that I beat you, and it was a fairly similar reaction, albeit only by voice. I couldn't see your face, but I, I could tell the disappointment. <laughs> I, I, I wasn't that. Um, yeah. I'm not that good at Tekken. Um, you, you said about um, like timing um, and mistiming before. Um, just kind of like leads into this next question. So on on the promotions part of the Kickstarter, there's like mention of like crowds reacting to um, mistimed moves. What kind of like how, how will the crowd reactions like influence actual like how matches play out? Yeah, I mean it's I mean a lot of that um, needs still needs to be programmed. But the idea behind oh. it is that you know if you if you I'm trying to think of an example of like a botch within a match, but the 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 idea is that yeah, if you if you're in an independent promotion, um, now obviously in the wrestling game you're not really going to have botches, um, mm-hmm. but let's say as an example, let's say you run and you do like a clothesline and the guy's nowhere near you, let's say something like that, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and maybe that's not a great example, but just something that doesn't look right in the game. Maybe the crowd will have a kind of weird reaction uh, mm. to that because you basically you want to invoke the sort of you effed up chance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like yeah, that. yeah. So, um, so it's trying to think of how do you do that, or well, 
you know, a, 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 perhaps a better example is because I'm trying to think of how it works in a gaming context, and maybe it's just you know you you dive, you you do a splash, and let's say oh well, but you know, the guy's too far away from you, mm. you know, and so you just do that dive, which happens in No Mercy sometimes. You know, you've mm-hmm. got a character that doesn't have a good reach, and yeah. you go for the dive, and the guy hasn't moved, but you just didn't reach him. So, <laughs> So something like that is mm-hmm. perfect for the crowd to then start the UF'd up chant. And a lot of that um, plays into, it doesn't necessarily affect the, the flow of the match. Um, I mean, it might be the case that your spirit gets lower because you missed the move, but not necessarily because the crowd's reacting the way they are. Right. The crowd reaction is more tied to, that'll have an effect on your popularity, which more, that goes into the, like, the career mode aspect of it. Because mm-hmm. in a regular match, Outside of the career mode, you don't really have this popularity meter or anything like that. That's but in the career mode, yeah, you'll have a popularity, and that's how you kind of get through the ranks and all that stuff. Um, you might even have like a backstage popularity, which can also so you'll have an on-screen popularity and a backstage popularity, and those two together will create situations and mm-hmm. present opportunities or you know people. You know, if, if you're in a tag team and your popularity is outweighing your tag team partners. That that might be the thing. That, friction, baby. Yeah, yeah, backstage yeah. Pol- backstage yeah, politics. That's cool. That's, that sounds like a really cool mechanic. Like, so yeah. we we heard you talk about how the game kind of came up to the point it is, and and, and the iterations and, and hurdles and stuff that you had to go through. Can you talk to us a little bit about the actual? process of making the game kind of as it is now I, myself and jay uh no idea about the kind of the process of making a game you know all, all the way from kind of the creation of the environments to, to the characters to the, the physics and stuff like that like where do you start with that like talk us through the process a little bit if you can um yeah well it's, i'm trying to think of where i actually started with this game because as I said, it started out as something else, and it actually started out as a 2D game. Um, so some of the menu systems and everything carried over from when it was a 2D game. But uh, in terms of you know creating a 3D environment, um, that's you know what I'm probably I've got some bad habits as a developer because usually developers um, will make an environment and they'll have it like all the textures will be they'll use like a grid system and they'll get the resolution right for for all the different you know uh textures from where the camera angle is going to be and all this stuff whereas i can't help but go to the first thing i want to do is i want to see rvd in the ring (laughs) i want to i want to see the ecw logo on the mat so so i'll spend a bit of time creating uh doing the 3d modeling creating the environment and then I'll get halfway through that, and then I'm like, "Oh no! I, now I need to go make this ECW texture to see what that looks like because I, I just, I, I just want to see it like instantly, you know." So, um, <laughs> so yeah, I spend a lot of time. I, I, I go between things. I tend not to. It's not like one day I'll do programming, one day I'll do uh, animation, one do one day I'll do modeling. Um, I'll probably spend. I'll, I'll, I'll go. I'll go into programming mode, and then I'll spend like a month doing nothing but programming. And then I'll come out of programming mode, and then I'll spend a month doing nothing but animation. Um, and then I'll come out of there because I've, I've basically got the base three D models done for, you know, a, a sort of base environment. You know, the wrestling ring. Well, I mean, it's all in the trailer now as well. You know, we've mm-hmm. got wrestling ring. We've got different types of wrestling ring. Um, 
So in terms of 3D modeling, once you get to that point, that can be kind of put on the shelf. I don't need to do any more modeling. That's that, that can kind of be put to the back of my mind for a while. But then I take all those models and now I need to do programming to sort of uh, set up collider boxes so that, you know, the, the guy knows where the ropes are. He knows where the guardrails are, how he reacts to them and all this stuff. So, and of course you need him to be walking around, which is then it's like, oh, well, you, you can't just have him. You could, you could just have him moving around, but me being me, I was like, no, I have to have him animated. I have to, <laughs> I have to have him actually walking. So I, I, I needed him to be animated walking before, I wanted to test any of the collision detection on things, um, so I'm a war before you can run. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so yeah, I'm I'm very unorganized in, in the the way that I approach things because I'm very like I want to see this thing first. Whereas like you know if you if it was a if it was a bigger game studio there'd be lots of rules and regulations about the order in which you're you're meant to develop things. Um, but yeah, so w- one thing just now is. Um, so, like for instance, uh, one of the things I've, I've been programming is is getting the, the mechanics right for climbing up the turnbuckle and jumping off doing splashes. But it's like you can't you can't really program that until the animations are done. Right. You know, and, until you actually have the animation of him doing the splash, you can't program them. You you could, but you know, it's just mm. you're you're going to be flying blind. So. Um, so right now, I've, we the, the kind of the main focus just now is the animations, because once the animations and we've we've got through quite a few, but once the animations are done, um, it'll be so much easier to help uh, just every other aspect of of the gameplay. Um, yeah, because even just like you know going from switching from a lock up to grabbing them from behind. It's like, well, you need the animation in order to know if you've done that right before you can think about how how it feels pressing that button, uh, you know, on that end. So, so yeah, um, yeah. There's there's obviously there's just a lot that goes into it. It's you know, it's three D modeling, it's programming, it's animation, texturing, um, and then I guess planning is a part of it as well. But I tend <laughs> I tend not to really think about that too much. <laughs> <laughs> what about? Um, sorry, sorry to butt in. I was going to ask you mentioned like a few aspects of it there. What about sound and stuff like that? Like, do you go out and kind of collect foley sound, or like, how does that whole process kind of go? Uh, I've got one of my guys, um, Stephen. He's that's all he does is, is sound engineering, um, nice. and he's been doing it for a lot of years. Mm-hmm. Um, so when it comes to sound, all that stuff, uh, I just lead everything to him. Um, We've got we've, we've actually we've got a guy um, who's on YouTube called Vince Vince McSham, um, and he's he, he's actually really good at doing voiceovers and you know he does great impressions of like Howard Finkel and nice. uh, Jesse Ventura and Vince McMahon as well. Mm-hmm. So um, I think he's going to come in quite handy. He's actually on the trailer. He's the one that says "Welcome to Ultra Pro Wrestling." Ah, nice. Yeah, and so I think he's he's going to be coming quite handy whenever we need kind of voice work and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, uh, Steven's my sound guy that he basically does, and, and the music as well. All the music done on the, the trailer uh, mm-hmm. was was this guy Steven Steven Jurek. Fantastic! <laughs> Shout out, good man, good man, awesome. Yeah. Um. So, when you say about planning, where did you come up with like the kind of ideas for the characters and the promotions? Was it just like a lot of the kind of like actual wrestlers and actual um, actual promotions? I know from looking at the uh, it was a House of Honor that. You can see that's like 2005, like ROH CZW, like straight away. That's what I was like, took me back to that, like 
whole gang war thing. I was like, that's so cool. Yeah. Um, what kind of like influenced you for all of that? Well, yeah. So yeah, the the the, the House of Honors is, is like just a total mashup between uh, the kind of hardcore and the the Ring of Honor. But um, <laughs> I, I didn't realize until after I'd sent the trail, trailer out because um, it's supposed to be an American independent show that I used the British spelling of Honor. So that's a little mistake. <laughs> I didn't notice. Um, yeah, I'd already sent the trailer out and I'm watching it back for the 500th time and my girlfriend walks past and she's like, you know, that's not how Americans spell honor. And I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, um, which, of course, I mean, I should have known, like Ring of Honor, of course it looks different, yeah. But anyway, um, <laughs> no, the characters... Uh, they're pretty much like as I said, I've been a wrestling fan my whole life. When we were growing up, um I was I, I actually wanted to be a wrestler at one point. That was like my my kind of my, my dream, you know. Um, but before that, I'd spent my whole childhood, you know, backyarding, wrestling with friends and, and stuff like that. And uh so these are just characters that we came up with back then. So um almost all of the characters there, um some are new, but almost all of them are creations from our childhood. Uh, the, what, the main guy that you see, the first guy with the, the title when the trailer comes on, mm. um, that's Big Ben Nevis, and that's my brother. He's, he's Ben, and that's... Ah, oh, that's nice. Well, he, he's a couple of years older than us, uh, but he had a growth spurt, and so he was like, <laughs> he was twice the size of, of all of us when we were... Like, so he was just like this monster, you know, so... Um, <laughs> Yeah, he was big Ben Nevis, and uh, so yeah, of course I had to put him in the game, and and then some of the other ones, Johnny Cougar. Yeah, he's my childhood friend. Been friends with him since I was five years old. Um, we we actually, to, to be completely honest, me and my friend Johnny Cougar, uh, whose real name is Gerald, no. we grew up. Uh, our wrestling names that we had for years, we actually couldn't use because my wrestling <laughs> name, my wrestling name was Sam Michaels, and his was Gerald Janetti. So, <laughs> so, so you know that was out, that was out the window. So, but but, uh, but you know, aside from Sam Michaels and Gerald Janetti, uh, my main gimmick character for years was Chad Maverick, and he was Johnny Cougar. So, yeah, I was like, okay, yeah, definitely have to put them in the game. Oh, Chad Maverick, such a throwback name as well. It reminds me of the. Was it the Southpaw regional wrestling thing WWE did? It was just like the corniest, like 80 sounding names. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you how I came up with Chad Maverick because it's kind of a funny story there as well. Um, so there was a time in wrestling uh, where everybody in the independence was using the, the last name Phoenix. There was like, there were so mm-hmm. many Phoenixes. Like, yeah. and, it's, and I get it, it's this cool sounding name, Phoenix. And, and when no one else was using it, it was cool. But then there was just loads of people that ended up using Phoenix. And so I just started thinking, oh, Maverick's a name I've not really heard. You know, you don't really hear that in wrestling much. Now I think there is a couple, but back then, or Drake Maverick and uh, yeah, yeah. there's another one as well. But back when I came up with this, there was no Mavericks. Maverick mm-hmm. just wasn't a thing. So I was like, right. But I didn't have a first name. Didn't have a first name for years. And I just, I really liked the name Maverick. And uh, one of my friends, I ended up watching TV with them. And his wrestling name was Alex Sonics, right? And uh, so he was Alex for years. And we end up watching Jean-Claude Van Damme, uh, Double Impact. And of course, in that film, he plays twins. And we're watching the film and we realize one of the the twins is called Alex, which is his wrestling name. Mm -hmm. And we were going to be a tag team. And I was like, 
oh my god what's the other what's the other twin called what's the other twin called we, we were like going through what was it chad chad oh, okay. <laughs> chad and alex um, and then i started thinking oh chad maverick chad and it just yeah it was like that's it perfect so yeah i ring to it <laughs> yeah so i was chad maverick for years i actually another funny story i actually legally changed my name to chad maverick what uh, yeah uh, I, I was i was legally known as chad maverick for um probably close to 10 years or something <laughs> oh wow yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's a bit crazy but amazing that's yeah. really cool <laughs> so, so yeah the, the characters they're they're fictional but there's uh there is actually like a bit of a backstory to, to all of them so it's i mean obviously people outside of my circle of friends are not really gonna you know get that but for us it's it's, it's fun yeah. so I get that little insight there <laughs> yeah yeah that's cool um Actually, I've, can, can I give one more shout out as well? Actually, because there's yes, a course. guy uh, who's who's obviously based on a real person. Uh, his character in the game is Mad Tam. Um, so this is my friend Thomas, and he he's a Brazilian jiu-jitsu guy, and he, he's a big wrestling fan as well. And he actually a, a few years ago he went kind of semi-viral because he was the first person that I've been aware of anyway um, that did a sunset flip in a in an actual contested jiu-jitsu match oh uh, wow the, the guy was going for his legs and he did a sunset flip and it got caught on camera and in that video got it's been seen i think oh, i don't know a few few hundred thousand times as well which which is you know it's big for him like he's that's his kind of claim to fame he did a I'm sunset flip find that clip i'm going to drop it in right here <laughs> yeah i'll need to find it i was looking for it the other day it's, I, I know it's he, he knows where it is it's on some website but yeah so, so that's cool so he's in the game as well he's he's mad tam <laughs> <laughs> so what are your uh, aspirations for the game and beyond um, I mean honestly I'm just I'm trying to just make it the best game it could possibly be like I I keep getting I've, I've got a, a, a page on the discord that's all people submitting moves that they want to be in the game and you know from my point of view it's like definitely what, whatever <laughs> the, the, there might have to be a limit somewhere but I'm happy to put in any move that that, that people want you know um, so the the priority, first of all, is to try and sort of reproduce all the moves that are in the AKI games, mm-hmm. and then from there we'll we'll kind of look at those moves and see what we can do with them. Um, like I was saying this the other day, there's like no mercy, no mercy has the frog splash, but it's Eddie Guerrero's frog splash. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would have that in the game, but I also I need to make RVD's frog splash, which is just a little bit different, you know. Mm-hmm. So. Um, uh, oh god uh, yeah. like going back to when I was young playing those games like the Van Terminator was a move I always wanted in those games yeah. that now it's like oh, I'm going to have the chance to do that I'm going to be able to make the Van Terminator in that game so I, I get really excited about uh, oh there's a there's, um, there's a Japanese wrestler uh, I can't remember his name now uh, Sugi something Sugi uh, I think he used he maybe went by Dragon Kid at one point uh, he's had like a whole bunch of uh, gimmicks, um, but there's a compilation video of him and the stuff he does. Like he he, he does almost like a Van Terminator, but he runs along the ropes. He runs along the top rope. Oh wow! And then then lands the guy. He, he does like a six one nine on on the top rope. Like he he oh, just does, yeah he just does the craziest. Yeah yeah yeah. Stuff. So um so there's a big mashup compilation of him. Um, nice. That I've I've loved that video for years. And I'm like yeah. Every one of his moves are going in the game. <laughs> I'm, I'm taking them off. <laughs> nice. Yeah. I've got two shouts. If you're if you're taking 
moves to go in the game. I think Jay will yeah. agree on one of them. The Rainmaker, Akada's Rainmaker, would be yeah, quite yeah. nice. <laughs> uh, yeah. And a tour of the islands as well is always a nice finisher to see. Right, yeah. Well, what I'm, I actually have a list, um, with like a spreadsheet. Uh, I'm, I'm basically just going to put in, I'll, I'll, I'll stick them in. Pile drivers for me. Say that any again. version of a pile any, driver. Any variation of pile drivers for me. <laughs> I, ideally, the awful waffle, because that's like my favorite. <laughs> um, oh, I, might, I might have to do the. Uh, so, sorry to keep going back to RVD, but <laughs> like, you know what? The way he sells that pile driver, there's that clip. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 That, that, would be, oh. that would be pretty cool. Um, <laughs> so, with, with them, with like the uh, like support for the game after releases they're going to be like a kind of roadmap of what you're planning on doing or you don't kind of cross that bridge yet hey, there's not there's not really so much in the way of a roadmap other than um the, the the there is to do with the career mode because i think the, the way the career mode works is it's going to be broken up kind of into chapters so like one chapter will be the 80s and then another chapter will be the 90s and then the noise so by the, I, I don't think we're going to be able to have all of them by the time we release. So the first chapter, the 80s, that'll be there. But then the 90s and the 90s and whatever else, that'll have to come later as an update. Um, but yeah, I, I, I just, the, the way I'm looking at it is uh, I, I don't want to do sequels. I don't want to, I, I don't want it to be a case of, because it's one thing I don't like about the WWE games is that mm. every single year they put out a game. And, you know, it gets to be kind of like the FIFA games where, the, it's just the, a different skin on the same engine. Yeah, yeah. But you're paying seventy pound for the privilege every year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So no, I'm not a fan of that. I like I like what M, M. Dickey does. M. Dickey is just constantly updates its uh, mm. game, and that's that's just what I want to do. I want to have it's one game. Um, I'm a big fan of the Hitman games. I don't know if you guys yes. played Hitman games. Yes. But yeah, I remember like when they sort of relaunched it, and it was just called Hitman. Mm-hmm. That was that was their initial intention was that. There wasn't going to be a Hitman two and Hitman three. It was just it was supposed to just be here's Hitman and every so often we'll release more levels, mm. more content, more weapons, more costumes, everything like that. Mm. Um, and they ended up, uh, you know, it ended up not happening. But that's 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 the way I think games should be, especially in this era where it's like you can just download uh, updates so easily. Yeah. It doesn't really have to be like you know ultra pro wrestling 2024 2025. Mm-hmm. You, you don't have to do it that way. I think unless you're overhauling like the entire engine and this that and the other. Yeah, like if to it, me, if, there's not really any necessity in it. Yeah, if there was a new game engine uh, or a new um, a new console came out and the, the hardware was just revolutionary mm-hmm. and it required like a complete overhaul, then fair enough. But outside of that, I, I don't, I don't think you need. And I'd feel like you were fleecing the audience mm. just by every single year. Yeah. Hey, we changed the ring posts. <laughs> Give us more money. <laughs> no, I don't. I, I'm not, not a fan of that at all. Yeah. yeah I, I, I agree. Don't like, I don't even like the the DLC packs where it's like, you know, hey, here's this costume, you know, and and a couple of other things that you might want, mm. but you might not. But you know, that's. 10 quid you know I'm yeah, not a fan yeah, yeah. Of that, so i think if someone's paid for the game if someone has paid the full price for the game then then any money that i'd hope to get from that sale i've got it yeah and you know that's it and and the only reason i'd be updating the game is as well for me as well but for for people who have yet to buy it and i need to update it so that 
so that someone who hasn't bought it yet has a reason to buy it. Mm-hmm. But the person who's already bought it, why? I, I wouldn't want to charge them twice or three times or, you know. Yeah. So, so yeah. yeah, as far as I'm concerned, it's one game. Um, you know, I, I obviously, I do have, going, going to the future, I do have an idea for um, a VR version. Oh, but, wow. That's I, I don't know if it'll work. It's just I've got it in my head of I've, I've developed uh, VR games, um, spent a bit of time de- developing VR games. Um, so the idea that I've got, it might work, but it might not work because you, you're basically going to have to make it so that it's not disorientating. You know, so. <laughs> Good luck with so, that one. Yeah. <laughs> 540 Splash is not going to make you feel sick in VR. Definitely yeah. not. <laughs> Yeah, that, that would be the the stress test. Yeah, but <laughs> so, well, um, obviously, I don't want to open that can of worms. But the, mm. just in terms of like going forward, uh, other games, that's the only thing I would consider would be a, it would be a VR uh, experience, and that would be a separate game. But other than that, there's no. I don't ever want there to be a sequel. I don't ever want there to be paid DLC. I just want it to be free, uh, free downloads for people that have already purchased it. Amen to that. That's brilliant. Um, so let's talk about the online because you've got a, a championship belt, a physical championship belt for the online ranking system. Um, what inspired you to kind of integrate that into it? I think it was probably um, so. Going back to No Mercy, the 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 thing that I really loved about No Mercy was the multiplayer. Um, and I, I, it's it's funny for me because I'm someone that actually doesn't really play multiplayer games very much. Um, I tend to, if I buy a game, uh, like I, I tend to, even if it's a multiplayer game, I'll just, I'll do the single player, like Halo or something. I'll do the single player campaign and I tend not to bother about multiplayer. But, um, but with No Mercy, I love playing against other people. And the, the fact that we never got to experience that game uh, in this day and age, with you know m- massive multiplayer online being ranked because I always thought I was really good and I'm sure there's other people out there that think that they're really good so it's like let's put these two together and see who the best is um so yeah so the online mode the online aspect of it is something that that I'm just that, that's what I want to play my, myself personally like that's what I think will be kind of the most fun experience as much as I love like the the, the single player career mode is going to be great and all the rest of it, but yeah, the online mode is something that I'm really looking forward to. So, but the idea of the title and having um, sort of one championship, um, I'm not sure actually sort of why it, that sort of came about. Um, I remember I, was, I started watching this guy on YouTube who was he was playing the UFC games, um, and I think he, he must be like the number one ranked guy in the world or at least up there and. He's he's got a lot of followers and he's got a lot, he's a big channel and so this guy's pretty much a celebrity because he's the best in the world at, at this UFC game, um, and so I don't know that just kind of I think maybe that's where it came from the idea of well you know if, if you're going to play online it's going to be it's going to be ranked because you want to you don't want to constantly be matched up with people that are you know not skilled as you 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 actually want to be matched up with people that are equal in skill. Um, so of course, why would you not then have whoever is the, the the top most ranked? You start thinking, well, if he's the best in the world, then it's wrestling. He should have a championship. So, um, and then the cool thing about wrestling as well is, 
Um, because another thing about this online mode, it wouldn't just be a default, you're the best in the world, therefore you get the title. It wouldn't be that. Mm-hmm. It would be if you're the best in the world, well then you're you're gonna have more opportunities to, you know, to be in line for a title shot. But anything can happen. Uh the, the, there could be a guy who wins a qualifier match, like that we might have our version of a Royal Rumble where you know, someone who maybe has only played the game like a handful of times ends up winning this Royal Rumble somehow. Um, and then all of a sudden he's got a title shot with the guy who's actually the, the our the world champion. champion. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I just thought that that it just creates lots of uh, opportunities for, you know, stories. And, and then I thought, well, you know, if, if there's going to be a sort of celebrity uh, status around the guy who's got the championship, then... Well, why don't we create a weekly show where we can we can have like this is what the whole UPW blast thing is about. Mm-hmm. It's like let's have let's have one environment that's separate from um like you'll still be able to play in it, but let's have an environment that's separate from the rest of the game that it's not involved in the career mode. Uh because Ultra Pro Wrestling as a company isn't one of the promotions that's in the career mode. Right. Um so it's like a separate thing. It's like basically us as a company saying this is our this is our uh presentation this is like we're, we're going to see you know who the best online players are and it's, it's going to be held on this weekly show called blast and we'll live stream it whether it's on twitch or whether we can somehow do Actually, i was playing around the other day and uh i was in the game engine with the camera and uh, i think just even by accident i somehow got the camera to sit almost where a crowd member would be sit- sitting like looking okay at and it just kind of came to me. I was like, oh, that'd be kind of cool, actually, if you could like log in and watch these online. You have a position in the crowd. You have a position, yeah. I don't know, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. that, that might be overwhelming for, for uh, all the, the connections required for that. But <laughs> Maybe that's the thing that you do in VR, VR audience members to it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, the, the, the possibilities are, are mm. endless. But yeah, so so and then, then your, your, your mind starts going, you're like, oh, f- well, if we're going to have an actual TV show with, with a real competitive match for this title belt so let's have commentators let's have people actually like real life commentators they'll talk about the player because you you see it in esports now Mm. like you know you can look up super smash brothers competitions and it's all taken very seriously yeah yeah um and so why not why not do that with a wrestling video game where you know you could even if it gets big enough you could even have a show where it's like we're, we're at a bar or something and there's a crowd of people mm-hmm. a big screen and we've got the commentators actually commentating the match you know my mind just starts racing for like the, the potential of that I think it could be it could be. we, we know a great brewery in Liverpool that might be up for hosting something like yeah, that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> shout out to Top Row Brewing <laughs> uh, it's yeah, funny um, that we actually were, tra- were trying to like brainstorm a like series like that weren't we a few months mm, ago yeah, very yeah. much so very we very much so how we were going to do it but now you yeah, well, now you've like planted that seed. Might be something. Else. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm I'm completely open to any ideas like that. Definitely. Um, and then also as well, I started thinking. Well, we've got one world title, um, but you can't really have a show based around one world title and one mm. match. So it's like, well, how do you fill up the rest of the show? Well, of course, we're going to have the tag team titles. Um, we might even have. Um, re- regional specific belts so there might if you have a US title um, you can make it because it's all online and you, you know you, you know where people are from mm-hmm. but you can make it that 
that the, it has to be people who are US account holders to fight for the US title. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. so you get a real US champion. That's cool. Yeah, you get a real UK champion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Please bring back the European Championship. I've been asking yeah. for this for years. <laughs> yeah, does does Deal Brown still have that? Or <laughs> I think so. I don't know. Seeing him in about a month, I'll ask him. <laughs> in Finland. <laughs> uh, I'd say they uh, get done with that idea that you're probably going to have crossplay for the online. Yeah, yeah. Well, that would be <clears throat> that. That would be the goal. Um, Crossplay's still, I think, because it's kind of quite new, and I've not developed anything that has crossplay, um, so it's still something that I need to make sure I can wrap my head around. Um, but yeah, that would be the goal. If for some reason that's not a possibility, then I guess we'd have to have like you know the PlayStation Championship, the Xbox Championship, like you know, we'll we'll find a way around it. <laughs> yeah, I'll be awesome. Well, for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> oh, but sorry. Yeah. So um, on the Kickstarter, we have one of the incentives that it's it's the most expensive incentive. But um, so I got in contact with a belt company, um, and I sent them the design, and I said, "Would this be doable?" And they they're like, "Yeah, that's no problem. We can do that." Um, and so I'm like, "Okay, well, I'm, I don't know if anyone will go for that because it's obviously the more expensive option, but." Um, yeah, you, you'll be able to on the Kickstarter order a real replica belt of this this internet championship because I'm thinking it will eventually at some point in the future uh, become popular. Hopefully, fingers crossed, um, and it'll be something that collectors and people might actually want just to have. Yeah, next to their other actual prestigious belts, here's here's <laughs> here's some uh, video game belt as well. Absolutely. <laughs> Hey, I've got a mini replica of the Up Up Down Down title. Like, I'm oh, happy well, to go. add to it. Yeah, yeah. There you go. <laughs> awesome. Good stuff, man. That's that's been yeah. wonderful. It's been really insightful. Really good to hear. You know where that's come from, where that seed started, to see it through the processes you've gone through, the the passion and and the love and stuff you're putting into it, and a lot of the the stuff that's currently going on and the stuff you're looking forward to doing and the ideas. It's extremely exciting really really looking forward to to playing it to seeing you know where that that goes and, and having involvement there so thank you so much for your time um before we go uh give you a bit of an opportunity to just kind of promote yourself the kickstarter this and the other where can can people look that up get some information and stuff um yeah so it's uh, i can't quite remember the link for the kickstarter but yeah if you go to the website ultraprowrestling.com everything's there and easily accessible um we only just yesterday launched our instagram account so we now have an instagram account as well but um yeah just i don't know any anything you can do to support us would be really appreciated um obviously the kickstarter is the thing that we're really hoping does well because uh right now <laughs> we, we have this office and the office thankfully uh seems to be getting paid for for at least the next uh well for at least 2023 um fantastic yeah so so stuff (laughs) get yourselves on the kickstarter people support this because it's it's very very exciting um where are you on social media so you said you just started up an instagram you're also on twitter where can people find you there yeah twitter is the one that i'm kind of most active on that's where we've got the most amount of followers just now that's where i tend to post uh most although now that we've got the instagram i think i'll probably post on that more as well because that also 
shares to Facebook and our Facebook is dead. There's like, <laughs> I think there's like three people on there. So if you have a Facebook <laughs> account, even if you don't use it, go, go give us a link just so that, you know, no just one get those numbers it. up. <laughs> yeah. Cause uh, people are just going to look into the, what is this ultra pro wrestling find our Facebook and go, Oh, okay. And then move on. <laughs> the Facebook is in dire need of help. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, Twitter, Twitter is probably the, the best place for frequent updates and, things like that but yeah Excellent. we have a tech talk as well but i'm never really on there <laughs> <laughs> yeah i still don't understand tiktok <laughs> i didn't understand instagram until yesterday <laughs> <laughs> amazing thank you again for your time sam we really really appreciate that um and thank you uh listeners as always for, for joining us um if you don't already do give us a follow on our social media outlets uh untitled wrestling podcast on youtube facebook and instagram and untitled rest pod on twitter twitch and discord uh we'll catch you next time guys go and support the kickstarter go and get this thing off the ground let's all play it uh and support an amazing amazing project thank you and uh, see you next time bye, bye.